Welcome to Easy ADHD, the podcast developed for people with ADHD or, or anyone who wants to focus a little bit better. This podcast is short, sweet, and backed by science. Let's get into it. Today we're going to be talking about meditation. Meditation is something that many people have explored to help them manage their ADHD symptoms. Now, before we get into this, I want to talk about medication. Medication is vital to many people's management of their symptoms, and this is no way to negate the fact that medication is bad or poor. This is completely separate and is only talking about meditation or mindfulness as a treatment option, and this could mean in addition to medication or in substitution of the medication. This is not to say that medication is bad or harmful. It is a separate issue. Starting, so according to the CDC, the first national survey was completed in 1997 to ask parents about ADHD. And since then, there's been a large increase in the number of people that are diagnosed with ADHD. That doesn't necessarily mean that there's more people with ADHD. In my opinion, it's just being observed more often than it was before. Although recently it has been gaining attention, the the first drug treatment of ADHD was in 1936 when Dr. Charles Bradley discovered Benzedrine. This had helped young patients do better in school when they received it, but few treatments had followed. Largely, treatment started with the introduction of Ritalin in 1955. So does this mean that before the 50s, was ADHD untreated or impossible to live with? No. There was other ways to manage ADHD. We as humans work with what we have. In the same way that people with ADHD had to use the tools of their time, we are using the tools of our time. Stimulants and other ADHD medicines are effective for many people, but one day there may be better drugs that come along. People before the introduction of drugs were able to use what they had to work in the same way that we use what we have to work. And even if it may not be the best solution so far, it is good to explore our options. Although ADHD is not a problem and it has many pros, Many see it as a problem. If the mind is a problem, it can also be the solution. Mindfulness and meditation may have benefits for the treatment of ADHD. Today, we will discuss the literature so we can be better formed and help us live better with our own brains. Reporting from the Psychology Today, in the Indus Valley, archaeologists discovered evidence of meditation in wall art dating from approximately 7,000 to 5,500 years ago. In the U.S., Science has been researching health benefits, and while it is great conversation, let's focus on what research has done on ADHD and meditation. One study called Mindfulness Meditation Training in Adults and Adolescents with ADHD seems to be a feasible study. 24 adults and 8 adolescents did a mindfulness training program. This study relied on self-reported improvements on ADHD symptoms, as well as doing better with testing, measurement, attention, and cognitive inhibition tests. They also reported less depression and anxiety symptoms. This is a good start. While this is a decently sized sample, there is one negative, self-reporting. Some people consider this a negative in studies because self-reporting can sometimes be inaccurate due to patients failing to report their symptoms in a timely or accurate manner. However, 
Self-reporting is important in studies of the brain, and especially with things like ADHD. Another study called Meditation Therapies for Attention Deficit slash Hyperactivity Disorder analyzed several studies and found that there was no significant difference between the use of meditation or yoga on the treatment of ADHD versus medication. This is great news for many people who aren't able to medicate or fear the side effects of medication. This means that they may still be able to be effective without medication. And it may help people even more for people who are already medicating and decide to follow these routines. One downside of the study was the recognition of high biases possibility for the study. The symptoms are most often noticed by the person who is reporting them. So if they feel that they are doing better, it is then an improvement for them. So it doesn't really matter whether it's exactly accurate as long as it's working for the person. These types of studies tend to be susceptible to bias. In later episodes, we'll talk about how to get into meditation, but first we'll cover the basics, and in later episodes, we'll go into more advanced ways. Think about it like working out. If you want to get into great shape, it's more effective to run a mile every day and enjoy it rather than running a marathon the first day and getting hurt. The Headspace website outlines some ways that people with ADHD can practice meditation. They suggest taking a class. This relates to positive peer pressure by signing up for a class. The regular practice of sitting down for a period of time can be hard for those with ADHD because routines are hard. It can be helpful to have a group of support and structure of a class that you're not just doing on your own, reports the website. Also, they say it may be helpful for someone to make their own program. For example, if you're working somewhere, well, let's say that you're in class taking notes, be mindful of what you're doing during the taking notes, how the pencil feels, the sounds of the classroom, and really just be present in the time that you are. Another way to get into meditation is what they call mini check-ins. They talk about the three anchors of the present moment, body, breath, and sound. Try to notice your breath, tune into the sounds around you, and feel your body. This will help you be mindful in the moment. Also suggest starting small. It's easier to have a short period, like five or 10 minutes, and have an attainable goal than starting out with an hour, hitting it, and never trying again. And most importantly, they recommend self-compassion. It is better to accept your own strengths and weaknesses rather than becoming hard on yourself and fearing going back to it. Also note that as you practice mindfulness, you will have more spontaneous moments of awareness. You'll have more spontaneous moments of awareness. Mindfulness brings us back to ourselves, our present, immediate feeling or intention. The more we shift away from autopilot to an intention state, the more we enforce that, says the website. Lydia Zylowski, an MD psychiatrist and a founding member of the Mindfulness Awareness Research Center, as well as many other researchers, report in a study that report that the heart of the training are two steps. First, focusing on the present moment, and second, having an attitude of openness, curiosity, and acceptance. Students of mindfulness pay attention to the patterns and the changes that happen from moment to moment, says Zyloska. Being aware of our own brains may help us 
recognize moments where our attention is being pulled aside and more quickly bring it back to what we're trying to work on and therefore help us when we are really struggling to focus. According to a study by the Journal of Attention Disorders, meditation is important for three reasons for people with ADHD. First, individuals are able to focus on an object or process. This gives us a place to relax our attention on and focus. Next is recognizing distractors, the kinds of things that would pull you out of meditative states and letting them go. And the last step is coming back to this focus. This practice of being able to focus on something that many people would consider mundane is what helps build the practice that allows for concentration and focus. And many other studies have actually shown increases of focus with people who have ADHD and practice this type of meditation. People with ADHD oftentimes have a brain that is very active, which is a lot great. It allows for us to keep lots of things on our plate and get a lot done, but also it sometimes can cause us to feel anxious. These meditative practices helps us recognize how we're feeling and can help us relax. In fact, Living with Adulthood ADHD wrote an article, Meditation and Yoga for ADHD. Yoga is great for many people who have a hard time sitting still when they're trying to focus. They explain that the brain is like a muscle. It is weak, and the best way to strengthen that is through training. Mindfulness meditation strengthens your ability to control the attention, they say. It teaches you how to observe yourself and focus on something. It trains you to bring your wandering mind back into the moment, and when you get distracted, it can also make you more aware of your emotions so you're less likely to act impulsively. This is important because this is something that many people with ADHD struggle with. The article goes on to explain that yoga can also help improve ADHD symptoms. They say that while most of the research has been done with children, mindfulness meditation ups dopamine levels and strengthens the prefrontal cortex. This is something that many people with ADHD can benefit from, as well as other people who do not have ADHD, but are wanting to strengthen their focus skills. Meditation can be very hard for many people, especially people with ADHD. It's not nearly as fun a lot of the times as the games or apps on our phones. If we, are learn, if we learn to cope with this, and if we learn how to practice this, and slowly wade into this practice, it is something that can benefit us today, many years from now. Meditation is a practice, and it is something that we will get better at time. The important tips are practice consistently, and it doesn't have to be all day. Just a couple minutes every day may help build this habit, which you can then lengthen over time. And do not be hard on yourself. It is easy to get to be too tough on yourself when you're first starting when it's a new skill it is something that can be very challenging and it's worth investing your time that was our first podcast on meditation thank you for your time